Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Bears game last week? Yeah, hell of a game, hell of a game. Snap is back to Hoyer. Throwing open. Howard breaks a tackle. 15-10. Five. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown, Bears. Don't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop. A team that is known as Star Bears. Play fake. Cutler sidestep to the pocket, avoiding pressure. Now winds up throwing deep down the right side. Going for Jeffrey. He makes the catch inside the 10-yard line. Down near the five. Throw it up and get it. Jeffrey did. Jeffrey outleads him 49 yards. Bears Hour live with Lauren Cox and the draft doc, Philitosian. With me, as always, are the super fans. I'm smarter than the average bear. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Bears Hour Live. You're on with Phil Latoshin and Lauren Cox. We're talking after the Bears lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars, an epic fourth quarter collapse. You know, there, there were things to be encouraged about, at least in the first half for a while there, but after once that fourth quarter started, the Jaguars started getting some momentum. The Bears offense completely stalled, and the result is what you saw. The Bears are now 1-5 on the season, a short week ahead of them before they play the Green Bay Packers, but Phil... Where do we start to talk about breaking down this team and everything that seemed to go wrong today in the fourth quarter? I think you start with the head coach. That was a conservative, if not balloon toss in the backyard with the, you know, the family game. This is the NFL. You're up 16 to six. You got two running backs hitting it and a rookie. You just completely phased them out, and the Hoyer bullshit display was on display for everyone to see, and it's a it's a comedy show. This is the NFL. Dinking and dunking gets you, what, to 1-12? Uh, that's what you want? Your arguments with stats, throw them out the door. Anybody can go roller skating and think they're Wayne Gretzky, okay? The reality is, it's the NFL. you got to score touchdowns and make freaking plays. Brian Hoyer was atrocious today. He was terrible, missing the sticks, moving the chains. You take it on your hands, and you make plays, and you get the appropriate guys with the football. I mean, what are we talking about here, Lauren? It's disgusting that it even comes down to that based on a coach who's manipulating a storyline for weeks. Tell the truth to the fans. Tell the truth to the media. Stop eating your own f-ing hot dogs and start playing football. I apologize about this way, but I mean, everybody's investing time, energy, and effort to this clown show. This is as bad, as I said, as the Mark Tressman era. We have not improved, we being the Chicago Bears. And those people out there trying to manipulate this story instead of rationalizing reality 
about a guy in Jay Cutler that helped you win close games when you you had no business being in them with two punching bags at linebacker last year, terrible receivers, and the guys winning games for you? We forget. This is, you're about to run out your last chance at winning by throwing away what you have in talent at the quarterback position for someone putting up numbers. But Hoyer didn't have any turnovers, Phil. He still hasn't thrown an interception. Got baited by a rookie on the final play of the game. So two weeks in a row, your quarterback, Brian Hoyer, that you're having a parade for, has let you down in critical game situations. Say what you want. The story is the tape. Misses a four yards open Alshon Jeffrey to win a game. Misses a five to six yards open Alshon Jeffrey again today. Would have been a touchdown, easy touchdown. He throws it out of bounds. I think he's one for freaking 28 outside the hashes. Does that say enough? All right. I'd rather see the young kid, Barkley, in the game. I think he could do this crap that you're doing. Let's run a three-yard dig and a six-yard out and a three and an eight-yard drag and, and hit out. the guy and roll out, hit the guy who's open. Yes, that was pretty. That's not how you win, okay? It's not. The reality is, on this final play, he gets baited by a rookie to Alshon Jeffrey again in throwing it behind a six foot three and three quarter inch wide receiver. It's just, it's frustrating as hell. I know the fans are frustrated. I'm frustrated. It's like a look at a mirror back two years ago when it's all unraveling. It really does kind of have that same feeling, and it makes me nervous going into the Green Bay and Minnesota games coming up here now. That you know, it seemed like rock bottom for the Mark Tressman era came against the Packers and the Patriots when the Bears got absolutely blown out of the water, and it kind of feels like maybe not quite that same level of a blowout is coming. But if this team can only put up 16 points on the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, I don't, I, I don't know what they're. I mean, how they're going to be able to do anything against the Packers and the Vikings? I mean, this this defense is certainly a lot better than the Mel Tucker defense. So I don't think you're going to see any 59 point implosions like we saw that year. But this offense is not. I mean, with Brian Hoyer under center, this offense is, to me, nearing that level of ineptitude where you just can't. You, I mean, you can't win football games like this. You can't continue to put this guy out under center and. John Fox had some quote after the game. Oh, we won the turnover margin, and we. You know, <laughs> I, I, great. Thanks, John. Yeah, thanks, thanks, John. How did that? How did that do on the scoreboard? And I mean, I, it's it's just incredible to me that, I mean, he was he was trying to say too. He's like, well, you know, it it kind of you know it depends on what the defense has given you and on all this these excuses. And it's like, where are these? Ex- you know, all of a sudden we're making excuses for Brian Hoyer, but you couldn't. You couldn't buy an excuse for Jay Cutler, you know, from the coaching staff. It was always like, oh well, he's got to be, he's got to be more consistent, and he's got to be this and this and this. And with Brian Hoyer, it's like, well, he's he's doing the best he can, and you know, isn't that isn't that nice? And it's it, it's just absolutely ridiculous that there's even these questions about the quarterback position. Like you can't, I don't know how you watch this game and think, oh yeah, let's let's keep rolling with this Brian Hoyer guy. He's he's not throwing interceptions, so that's. That, you know, like you, you can't watch this game and think anyone but the quarterback was the difference in the game for this offense. That, that was the quarterback yeah. play was the reason you lost this game more than anything. Without the Jaguars to 17 points, that's great. 
you can win games holding other teams 17 points. If you have a quarterback under center that can get the ball into the end zone and can throw the ball past the first down markers, and that's not what the Bears have with Hoyer. I think if Jay Cutler's hurt and is still hurt, you absolutely have to start Matt Barkley on Thursday or else you're telling your team that we don't care that much about winning. We just care about not turning the ball over. I mean, Lauren, I pointed it out to you so we wouldn't forget. We got, what was it, third and goal. A critical situation because you keep it out of reach, the game. Okay, you make it a two-possession game. Jordan Howard rolls to the left, wide open, walk into the end zone, Dink and dunk, touchdown. Just how Brian Hoyer loves it. He doesn't even see him. He locks in on his one and two, never turns his head and takes a sack. Guy just would have walked in the end zone, and that's what you expect. Lauren, you hit it right on the head. If you think it's okay to lose and do it in this kind of, you know, take your time before you kill yourself manner, then you've lost the battle and the war and everything in between, because this is selling shit to a shoe salesman who has a bunch of broken sandals. It's just ridiculous. And Brian Hoyer <laughs> couldn't. Brian Hoyer couldn't find his ass with a flashlight and a map. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I'm so done with this guy. It's like, what are we talking about here? It's like a battle of wits anywhere we talk about competing and completing what. The difference is in this ball game was clearly on the quarterback. A crit, another critical play, Lauren. Final drive for the Bears prior to the last throw. He almost gets baited and picked. He throws a an out pattern with Jeffrey's running a fade, and he throws it out of bounds. So it's like even if he was throwing an out, it would have been six yards out of bounds on top of it. It's like we can't make it up if we're even trying. I'm tweeting the end of this game at halftime. That's how sorry your coaching staff is. On top of running with this Brian Hoyerism narrative. It's just, I mean, I feel like there's almost, I mean, how how much can you really say about this quarterback position? I mean, it, it, it's just it's just baffling to me. I mean, it really is. I don't understand how this can be acceptable level of quarterback. I mean, I don't understand how any any football coach. I understand, you know, people watching on the outside. You only get to see. You don't know the play call, and you only get to see what Hoyer thing. And I can see where, at, at least in that sense, the the I guess consistency of the, the the frequent completion. It's 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 a nice sight, but I don't know how you can be. John Fox and Dowell Ogden and his coaching staff and look at your quarterback and be satisfied with that play and not... I mean, I, I, it just doesn't... It, it completely baffles me and it, it, it brings up the longer, the, the bigger picture of this coaching staff in this season. I mean, you're 1-5 now, almost guaranteed to be 1-7 against after the Green Bay and Minnesota games going into the bye week. And that's something drastic happens there. I mean, is there is there any chance... I mean, is there any win-loss record that gets somebody fired at this point. I mean, how how much worse, how much lower of a point can you be? I mean, we talked about it weeks ago that Dave Magazoo should be fired. Dowell Loggins probably should have been fired a couple weeks ago, although he, we've seen some improvement there. But, I mean, is it 
is it a guarantee that John Fox is your head coach in 2017 at this point? I mean, I, I don't necessarily <laughs> think it should, but if you're Ryan Honestly. Chase, is this the guy, is this the coaching staff that you want to be coaching your next quarterback, assuming you're trying to move on from Jay Cutler this offseason or at least get your air this offseason? Is this the coaching staff that you really want, or do you, or do you move on if you're Ryan Pace to save your job? Because, I mean, you're getting talent on this team. You're seeing the talented players that Ryan Pace has acquired, but there's a disconnect with this coaching staff that's not getting the job done across the board. And I feel like if I'm general manager and I'm worried about my job moving forward, I get a new coaching staff in there. I don't think this is reactionary. This is a one in five bad football team playing bad football at the end with plenty of talent to win. So that impetus is on the coaches and the drama that has transpired and colleague and editor in chief at Bears Bar Room, I think, hit it out of the park this week in the prescription prediction show with Lauren Cox as well. What John Fox has created outside the locker room and into the media and whatever he's doing in the locker room is a fireable offense because you've already taken a polarizing figure and easily your best opportunity to win football game. It's not even a discussion. I'm so tired of you keyboard tough guys. Call in. Talk to me. Because the reality is you don't know anything but numbers. Numbers lie all the time. How much money you have in the bank? Well, you know, your wife just bought groceries and this, you're not seeing it. You're not seeing it. You know what I'm saying? You the reality is you're, you're, the reality doesn't fit. And that means almost like the OJ trial, Lauren, if it doesn't fit, you must quit. And that's what the team is doing to John Fox. Six, <laughs> 16 to six, you lose 17 to six. I think that summarizes where you are as a staff and if changes aren't made how can you overlook the mess he's made by his handling of the media and the press in regards to who should be a starting quarterback how jay cutler was injured in the first place how why is it always a bears market where we're messing up the injury report he hurt his knee he's he's the easy target he's the easy path to save your job and fans need to be smarter than that football people need to be smarter than that don't believe the narrative on ESPN because it's making them money because you're so fired up by it and I get sucked in too I'm not innocent that it gets tiresome and people are tired of this and I get it and they want to move on from Cutler because there's drama but ultimately is this really Jay Cutler's fall on a game and a half with an injury, and now we've gotten here. Have we won with Brian Hoyer's 300-yard performances? Have they been pretty at all? Please. And, and I want to make a, a difference here about John Fox because a lot of coaches don't tell the media much, and they don't necessarily – I mean, it's hard to point to a lot of coaches that you'd say, oh, that guy is really good with the media. But the big difference here between a John Fox and, say, a Bill Belichick, another guy that's notorious for – poor answers to the media and you know not really giving great explanations which as a as a journalism student a lot of times Bill Belichick gives bad answers because he's asked bad questions and he gives an answer that's reflective of the quality of the question 
But the difference between John Fox and Bill Belichick when it comes to the talk to the media is that Bill Belichick understands accountability and he understands how to take the blame and how to hold players accountable through the media. And you see a guy like John Fox, and he was talking after the game about, you know, they asked him about it. He said something about, and I, I wish I remember the exact words, like, it's, it wasn't a lack of effort. It wasn't a lack of trying. We're just not getting it done right now. And there, the, where's, that's, to me, that's that's diverting blame from everyone. Exactly. Bill Belichick, you know if he were Lauren, losing, want... he would say, this is my fault. We're not coaching them well enough. We're not doing this. And John Fox says, well, you know, we... With you know, they're just not. We're just not getting it done, and there's no. He doesn't have to say specifically. He doesn't have to go in and say, okay, well, we didn't do this, 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 and this right. But he has to at least take the accountability. You know, at least say, you know what, I'm the head coach. The buck stops with me. We are one in five, and we suck. And you know what, we're gonna do something about it. But instead, it's ah, well, ah, you know, Brian Hoyer didn't didn't turn the ball over, and ah, you know, take what the defense gives him, and we'll we'll look at the tape and all this. No. You're the head coach of a one-in-five football team. Act like it. Lauren, you hit it on the head. All the crap that Rex Ryan gets. I mean, that Jim Harbaugh was my number one choice to be the coach here when we look back. Then there was Rex Ryan. Why? Because of everything you were t- talking about there. The personality, the pressure off the team, the reality of knowing who the best is, whether he's 65-year-old defensive end, outside linebacker, or a 32-year-old or a 20-year-old rookie, he and his personality would be out there taking the blame and setting the freaking tone for the next opponent or what's going to be expected. You know, there's players on this team like Lasique. What, what is he doing on this football team? What is he doing? Like, you have an opportunity. He's snaps a game. <laughs> exactly. Why... Are you carrying these players into fifth and, and they're active? You know, if you want to get a look from him in practice, that's great. But you're not even using the guy. So, I mean, it could go on and on a list of things. But the reality is you don't take any ownership of what transpired on the football field. When you had not only a winnable game, a game that you were dominating and embarrassing a sh- quarterback and Blake Bortles I mean let's be honest guy is not the answer and is average at best not even average and your answer is well we didn't get turnovers what we didn't make turnovers you don't take any ownership of this miserable mind you loss and what's to come there is no way in my mind that you can trot this group of coaches and this staff out and say, okay, we're going to be a 1-11 and 11 football team and we're going to be better next year. And, and, and we've got our first caller on the line. Uh, call, caller, what, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Um, AJ from Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> AJ. <laughs> AJ. Okay. What's up? What's up, doctor? I'm waiting on you. You tell me what's up because what I, I saw wanted me to I throw up. I am so frustrated. I am. I really think. Well, I'm, I'm with my buddy here playing soccer, so um, you know, I just want to make it quick. I just think that Logan Paulson should just be kicked out. Like, what, what the hell? Each and every game, he's like either holding or what? What was the false start this time? He's had a lot of penalties. And, what, and what's what's Lasik still doing on the roster? There's I so many guys like that. <laughs> I don't. I don't know why Logan Paulson's here. I don't why 
know why Lasique's here. I don't know why you have a first yeah. and goal at the five and you're not running Jordan Howard. I don't know why Brian Hoyer's your the great okay. starter. He's going to start until he proves otherwise. Has Did he prove otherwise yet? And I mean, and I don't know why no, I mean, Glenn's still out there and Devontae Bowersby yeah. sits on the bench. I mean, the oh only thing God, that we Glenn. can do, the only thing that we can do is just, like, I don't want to say the word tank, but I wanted to say that, like, hey, let's just, like, you know, put Cutler on IR because it's no use. AJ, they back. don't have to tank, AJ. This is bad. This is worse than the Trestman era. This is yeah. playing good defense and doing yeah. everything possible to be conservative and lose. That's worse in my mind. Again, with Rex, uh, excuse me, Mel Tucker and the, the talent they had back then, it was disappointing and it was a shit show. But this is worse in my mind because you have opportunity yeah. and talent and you're losing. That, my friend, is a cardinal sin in football coaching. Yeah, and uh, one more question. Do you think Austin Jeffrey's going to be a Chicago Bear next year? Because I really think that this guy's going to sign somewhere else, and he's going to, like, I think he's going to sign with the Patriots. Because the Patriots, they need that dynamic wide receiver. And if Alshon leaves, dude, I don't know what Kevin White's going to do. Like, he is unproven right now. Like, there's nothing like, we spent, like, a seventh-round pick on him. No, like, a first-round and seventh-round pick. Seven, seventh pick, sorry. But he's been injured <laughs> two years in a row. Like, I, I, I say that he's a bust, but he's not a bust yet. What do you think? Is Alshon going to leave? I think if this coaching staff's still there, Alshon's going to leave. I don't know why. If you're if you're a top wide receiver and you know teams are willing to pay you $17 million a year, why you would come back to this one? I mean, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I, unless they tag him, if he has the choice, he's out of town with this. I mean, did you see the two-yard drag route? Yeah, Game I did. on the line, two yard, three yard drag route. On yeah, first down I did. Without Sean Jeffrey, his like, game I mean, isn't like... speed. AJ, his game is going deep and coming yeah. across and using a big target, not running a drag yeah. route with a guy who runs a four. Correct. Five. You always have to throw up to guys like Alshon, like because they can win in a battle at the end of the day. If they're like covered downfield, like five seconds later, he's wide open. Boom, touchdown or a long game. I mean, I really think – I don't think it's Pace. I really think it's Pat Phillips. Like, he needs to go. I, he's the CEO, and I understand he owns the team, but, like, I think we just need a new, like, like financial person to, like, make decisions for Chicago Bears, like, to hire young guys like Ryan Pace. I honestly wanted Chris Ballard as a GM. I see, well, that's I, I feel like that's you can't, a whole other story. Yeah, I feel like yeah. you, can't, I, you can't move on from Phillips without moving on from Pace, and I'm not ready to move on from Ryan Pace. I think Pace made a poor decision in his head coach, much like Phil Emery did the second time, the, you know, the yeah. last time. But I think Ryan Pace has a, a much better track record of acquiring talent at this point as a Chicago Bears general manager. And so I think yeah. I think coaching staff solves a lot, a lot of the issues right now. I think most of the issues fall on this coaching staff. Yeah, and one final thing, like, um, if you guys, like, if you go back, like, four or five years, what if Bruce Arians was the head coach of this football team? Where would he be right now? What do you think? Oh, um, I've talked about this before. I think this is a playoff 10 to 12 win football team yeah. with Bruce Arians. I mean, like, there's no, there's no exceptions. you got two trees on the outside. One's injured right now, but the other, other three can do work. And then you have a, a decent rookie running back in Jordan Howard. And then if Jay Cutler's out, this team is easily a 10 to 11 team. 10 to 11 um, win team. Like, I don't understand what's going on. We're frustrated. 
and um, we're looking at one on seven. I don't think we're going to beat Green Bay. I, I agree, and, and okay. thanks for calling in again this week, AJ. Hopefully, hopefully you'll join us next week if next week. if you I can gotcha. stomach it. But thank you. Yeah. Yeah. This is getting hard to swallow. The Chicago Bears are one and five, Lauren. Um, I didn't see that on the horizon. I know I take a coach's task to tweet and Twitter, and some people get upset with that. Some people love it. But I really base everything on the emotional reaction to football, and apparently John Fox does not. And I thought that that was the guy that we were getting, a taskmaster who held players accountable. You know, he, he cleaned up the locker room. But that's about it. That's about it. And and you you send away talent like you did. You got to have an accountability measure and thermometer on the football field and selling. You've created he's created this mess. Think about it. There is no way that this team could go one in seven. You got two national, you know, telecasts of the next coming weeks again, this again. And if these, if this is an embarrassment, I want Hoyer starting these next two games because I I don't want this to be, Oh, Jay comes in to say, yeah, see, he can't do it. Let's talk about that for a second. How fair would it be for them? Okay. Now Jay's back. Now they're going to be competitive, but they'll lose. But destroyed by the Vikings defense. (laughs) Right, right, right. So, but Hoyer, Dinked and dunked them to no one win, one against win. Garbage defenses, so. but then if yeah, if Jay goes back in against two really good teams and gets lose loses a bunch again, and you look at it, it's like oh well, why couldn't he do what Hoyer did? Well, it's it just takes a more typical than one Bears. Play. It's just a typical Bears synopsis. If you know AJ made a good point, although we're going way back, this has to become in question. I know I'm going on. Somebody I can't stand, Lauren. But David Kaplan talked about having a source saying he knew that Ryan Pace didn't want John Fox as his head coach. If that's the truth, then this is about Ted Phillips and company up top handicapping and crippling your general manager from making his right and young choice of who he wanted to hire. If that's the case and supposedly it was Todd Bowles, then you don't know what Todd Bowles does with this talent. But I certainly don't think a Todd Bowles is going to be giving you mixed signals in regards to the talent that Jay Cutler is. And that, my friends, is having an ill effect on this football team. I can't remedy it any other way. And uh, we've got our next caller on the line. Uh, caller, what's your name and where are you calling from? Joe, Chicago Bears after further review. What's up? Oh, boy. Joe. Are you surviving, yeah. Joe? I I think I just had my 14th heart attack. Well, can't even speak, Joe. You're so... You know how I feel about Jay. You know, I, I think uh, we're pretty, pretty closely aligned on that. Uh, oh. Did we lo- yeah, we hear you. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, I'm still here. I'm still hey, here. We got your office uh, theme song playing in the background for you. Don't <laughs> worry. Oh, nice. Yeah, I, uh, 
Hoyer is Hoyer is who we've been saying he is. He's he's a he's a backup quarterback, game manager. Uh, he is who he is, and this is what you're going to get, and this is all we're going to get with with Brian Hoyer. Jay Jay Cutler, yeah, he would give us he would give us a better chance to win. But you know what? I don't want him to come back before the bye. I I, would, <laughs> I I'm totally on page with what you guys were saying right uh, right before right before I came on is <clears throat> I don't want him to come back before the bye. I want Brian Hoyer to get his ass whipped. Okay, I want the <laughs> it's Vikings a shame. to throw it's come all to this. I want the Vikings to throw eight men, nine men in the box at all times. I want him to blitz him from the blind side, hit him. See what Jay was going through. Okay, Jay didn't have the protection Hoyer has now. Jay, I can't remember the last time Jay had a clean pocket that wasn't actually running for his life. Okay, it, it's it's so the, the bias is so unfair. It's it's not even funny. And if if this is if this is how it's going to be. And, and everybody wants Brian Hoyer, and you, you know what? We we wasted Jay Cutler. We wasted Jay Cutler's prime by yep. not by by not giving him an offensive line. We did not protect our franchise investment at all. We didn't do anything. Yeah, we gave him receivers. We gave him a tight end that eventually wound up giving up on him. But we had a tight end who's now the best tight end in the league. You know, who's uh, it, that? It, it, Greg Olson. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Every time I watch the Panthers, I cry a little, you know, um, it, it, it makes me it makes me absolutely sick. Joe, um, you know, what? it's it, it really sick that fans don't get the reality is that the head coach has created this three yep. weeks, 300 yard passing debate in yeah. a row. And the reality is now it's trickling down to at the end of the game there's L's in the the win loss column and unfortunately fans that are educated football fans across the board whether they're pro J against J or whatever can't lie to themselves or anybody else that this has separated the the team it it just doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense it seems like yeah now you're rooting for players because it's so bad on the field. That was a bad Jags football team today that the Bears oh, lost. We should have, we should have and they blown were dominating them, them. The Bears were dominating them. Yeah, they absolutely. dominating them. Absolutely. And ultimately, it comes down to coaching and then becoming conservative. And then your, your quarterback just isn't getting it done. It's not yeah. very complex. But unfortunately, they will make it that. And you talk about that divide, about the quarterback, uh, the the, the quote from Alshon Jeffrey this week. After last week, you know, he said something about it doesn't matter if you don't score any damn points or whatever. This one, this week, it's uh, we need to score effing touchdowns. He's pretty, (laughs) he's pretty mad. And so you talk about him not wanting to come back next year. Yikes. Yeah. And listen, he was six yards, six yards open, six yards open, and he gets overthrown by 11. Oh, don't don't remind me of that. I, I, mean, I, I come on. It's like disgusting that we could play you know, there is a there is a, a formula to winning football games. But when you're up 16 to 6, 
you're going to have to be aggressive and you're going to have to score touchdowns when you're yeah. in a game like that. And, and you can't go away and overlook it. you got to hold everyone accountable for what it is that they've done. And you're going to hold Brian Hoyer's non-turnovers in a game of NFL football that the greatest of all time throw turnovers in. Well, how about tracking the amount of touchdowns and wins someone has and fourth quarter wins? Mm-hmm. How about looking at that? Because that's where the story's told. I don't know how you can overlook what Jay Cutler has done for you in the past and create some different story, a facade. But now there's no denying what transpired today. And Alshon deserves to be frustrated. Yeah. Should see if WikiLeaks will, you know, maybe come up with something for us on Jay Cutler. Because obviously the uh, ESPN and NFL Network isn't. (laughs) You know. (laughs) And then Jeff, Jeffrey got 13 targets and, and, you know, seven catches for 93 yards. But, it, it, again, it comes down yeah. to the yards thing. You know, who who oh, cares yeah. about, you know, if they're not yep. scoring points and not winning games. Like, at least with Jeffrey, it shows you that, you know, that in the past there were questions about, you know, his personality and being malcontent. And I think this is showing you that he does care and that he cares and his heart's in the right place. He wants to win football games. He doesn't care necessarily who the quarterback is. He doesn't care how many – you know, how many yards total he has, how many catches. If they're not, if, I think if they're winning games, if they're scoring touchdowns, he doesn't really care. Because the point, the point wasn't I need to, it wasn't I need to score touchdowns and I need the ball more. It was, right. it was we, need to, we need to put points. It doesn't matter if we don't win and, and we need more effing touchdowns. You know, it's, it's his heart's at least in the right place. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, he, he didn't go all Keyshawn, you know, throw me, throw me the damn ball, you know, <laughs> start, start crying and whining. Um, but he has every right to be pissed. He cares about the team, absolutely. You know, and for, for those, for, again, with the with the with the uh, the Jay haters, Jay was over on the sidelines uh, coaching up the wide receivers. Yeah, you know, he and, was. I mean, he's there. He's working. He's working with the guys. He wants to be there. It uh, it, it just it, we have talent. We we are the talent we have. Is far better than a one in five team, and you got you're absolutely right. And it took me a while to come to it. I didn't want to believe, but it comes down to the coaching. I, I mean, we don't have we don't have the the '85 Bears defense or the 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 Ravens defense. What was it back in 2000 or 2001? You know, we don't we don't have that where we can have Trent Dilfer as a quarterback and win games. Right. I I I vomit a little bit every time I mention Trent Dilfer's name. Um, <laughs> but and uh, yeah, we, we don't. We cannot play conservative. We got to play pedal to the metal. But you know what? Maybe Dowell Loggins understands Hoyer's capabilities, and this is all he's capable of. This is all we're gonna get. This is Brian Hoyer. And I, I would like to see later in the season what Dowell Loggins could do with Jay Cutler with an offensive line that's playing at the level it is now with a running game. That's been playing at the level of yeah, because that was the problem. Absolutely, Lawrence. But now, yep. you know, let, let's see what Jay can do with with what Brian Hoyer's been getting. Because I can, I, I get your point where you, you don't want to crucify Dowell Loggins too much because Loggins can't, he can only make an offense that can only do so much for, with Brian Hoyer. Understand? He knows that Hoyer can't throw it downfield, so he he schemes up plays. With, with receivers running yeah. routes short of the sticks because he knows his quarterback can't get it past the sticks. So I, 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 that, that is right. a good point that you almost wonder what, 
what could Dowell Loggins do with, with a real quarterback now that he has an you know, offensive I line mean, that's playing with, better? With the way the line's blocking, with the way our running game is going, you get Jay behind that line, you, get, you still have the running game, the blocking. Man, you roll him out on a play action and let him just air it out to Alshon, that to me <laughs> is just... I, I, I'm having a moment right now just thinking about it. But, you know, that's that to me, that is Jay's strength. Got to get the run game and roll them out, feed off the play action. So, I agree I with you. I, you know, I'd rather talk about the game today, but you know what? I, 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 I'm, I'm so tired of talking about it. It's, and it's only been 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so... Guys, always good talk. Always good speaking with you. I always look forward to it. You're the bright spot after after our Bears lose. So hopefully uh, we, we can turn that around you. and we can talk about the W's. I appreciate it, Joe. Thank you. We appreciate it, Joe. Listen, Lauren. No team wants to lose. And say what you will as a fan base. There's no guarantees in the draft. And to be quite honest. There's no guarantees anywhere. So do you like the feeling like I'm not cheering against Brian Hoyer today. I'm looking at this game as if I was coaching it and it baffles me with what they're doing. They being the Chicago Bears. Keep, keep them coming in. Keep them coming in. And we do have our next caller on the line. Caller, what's your name and where you're calling from? Uh, my name's Joe. Joe, uh, Joey, P. Joey P., what's up? Um, what's going on, guys? How you is doing, Joe? Is this experiment Joe? over? Is what I want to know with the uh, the Hoyer experiment. Is it over? Can we <laughs> stop so. already with this? Can it's, we stop? It's it's a short week before Green Bay, and I just can't see them going to going to Matt Barkley on four days preparation for the Green Bay Packers, and I don't. And I hope they don't go to Jay Cutler until he's 100% healthy. And, and like uh, our last caller, Joe, said, I agree. Wait till after the bye week to put Jay Cutler back out there, no matter what. I think I think Hoyer gets the call on on Thursday, and then from there, it'll depend on Jay Cutler's health and, and how Hoyer does against the Packers, because that, that could be bad. I agree. I agree with what Phil said earlier. Don't do that to Jay. You know, don't put him in this situation now where, well, you know they're just not going to win football games. I mean, guys, remember, who, who did we just play today? We're talking about the Jaguars. Exactly. We're talking about we're talking about 17 points against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay. In a game they were dominating, Joe. Exactly. Exactly. And once again, why why are you going away from the run? You know, when it's time to when it's time to seal up the game, you know, first and five as Phil mentioned, you know, and you're and, and you're throwing the ball and not giving the ball to Howard. It's just I can't even watch this this anymore. It's so frustrating as a Bears fan. One in five. We're now the Detroit Lions of the division. You know, we're it's a, it's just laughable. And then you got this nonchalant coach who comes on. You know, you know, oh well, <laughs> you know, basically, oh well, you know, that's kind of how the attitude. This we're we're not expected to win, so. We're not going to show you anything. We're not even going to show you an improvement on a week-to-week basis against a worse team than we played last week. I mean, that's the truth. You know, the Colts are a bad football team, and the Jaguars are even worse. I mean, it's laughable. You put Jay Cutler in the same situation, 
And I, I don't know where the Jay Cutler haters are. They must have just disappeared because you, you, you can't come out now. I mean, look at the pockets. I mean, you know. can we throw the ball to Alshon. We're only can <laughs> bet it like Jay does constantly. Can we do that? I mean, oh my do we God. forget who Alshon is? When you when you have thirteen targets go Alshon way, Alshon's way, and he only catches what seven balls today, I believe. Yep. You you know you know it's where those balls are being placed because you can't cover the guy. He's, you know you just can't cover this guy. It's just sad. You know it's it's sad because what's going to happen is Jay will be gone. And we're going to be looking back at this saying, wow, we had an opportunity, you know, to do something. And now we're going to be scrambling, you know, with the Hoyers and, you know, back in the same situation that we've been over the years with the Bears quarterback situation. And, uh, you know, I don't know how you guys feel about it, but I just, you know, I I just, I can't, I can't even watch it anymore. You know, I just can't even watch it anymore. It's sickening to me. (laughs) I'm just waiting for, for John Fox to use the exact quote, well, we had a good week of practice because it just feels like that's coming. (laughs) Right. The only thing, I went this morning, I took my sons to the trampoline house. I've tweeted it out. My son took out some kid wearing a Matthews jersey. It looked like a good sign for things to come for the Bears. Unfortunately, you see what happens when reality hits and your head coach. Well, your son's a little better coached than (laughs) Joe, it's a shame. I think you hit the the ball out of the park because I agree with you 100%. It's a shame what they've done to this guy at quarterback. I mean, I call him the miracle man because he's alive still. The amount of abuse and and badgering he's had to play behind some of the worst lines. And you know what? It's cliche for a reason that it all starts up front. The pockets and the time and the talent that's out on that football field. Now, we know Eddie Royal got banged up in the in this game, but the reality is this receiving core, this tight end, they're running a run-and-shoot offense. One read, throw. One read, throw. Hopefully that player makes a play. That's right. not, that's not going to win in this league, guys. It's that seven-yard play when you need 10 yards for a first oh, down. Yeah. I just don't understand. Back to the dink and dunk you know, Bears type of offense. And I don't understand. You got, I mean, you have guys like Alshon. I mean, when you have a, other teams would be dying to have a player like this on their team. You got to utilize him. You're throwing him, you know, you're throwing him screens. He's not a slot receiver. He's not a speed guy. Like, I think we still mentioned it earlier in the show. Like, what are you doing? And it goes back to coaches. Throw the ball downfield to this guy. What back is going to jump up and win a jump ball against this guy? No one. You're just Joe, not using these guys correctly. Big, you know, sec- big second down. He's singled up one-on-one. They throw a f- slot screen to Cam Meredith for minus two. That, I just I can't exactly. make that up. I, I, I just, nope. You see single coverage with this guy, you get it to him. The accuracy issues, anything outside the hashes. I need film, PFF, Lauren. Of this guy yeah. hitting a pass, on the hitting a, <laughs> hit a pass outside the hash deep. It happened once. I think it was against the Cowboys. Or I could be wrong. It could have been against the Colts where he hit Alshon and he had the, it was 32 yards. One right. out of 28 passes I've seen this guy be able to hit an outside receiver what? accurately. 
when, when you're watching when you're watching Hoyer play, it's like watching a, you know someone play Jenga. Like he's afraid to make a mistake. It's like great, you threw for three hundred yards. Like would you throw the ball downfield? Give me Cutler with a couple of picks all day long, making moves in the pocket, making spectacular throws in the back of the end zone to Alsha. I don't see any. I just see this guy like I don't want to throw any interceptions. Maybe they'll keep me in here. It's exactly. like he doesn't want to be a he doesn't want to be a starting quarterback in the NFL because he's not. Here's your time to shine. You know, Cutler's on the bench. Show me something. Show me something. I don't. I, I want to see you throw. I want to see you try something. You know, and and it's like at the end of the day, oh, he hasn't. He didn't throw an interception again. Great. Seventeen points against the Jaguars. Well, uh, you know, five hundred yards take, of offense. Twenty-three points last week. How many yards of offense today? I don't know. Maybe close uh, to four hundred and some. Yeah, three hundred and. 94. 394 yards, 17 points. Get a big we, turnover we can... by Willie Young, and you get conservative. You start trying to do things. It's just, it's such yeah, a repeat. You get two repeat. big turnovers by the defense today, and you mm-hmm. still can't capitalize on any of them. You walk away with field goals. I mean, the play calling is a whole other story, you know, in that situation. Like, are we trying to win the game, or are we just, are we trying, as I said, to fill um, you know, at one time, are we just trying to get the first, you know, first pick this year? I mean, is this is this what we're doing? Are we just trying to lose these games? I mean, come on, how do you not close out the Jaguars? How do you let them march down the field, Anya? It's just, it's sad. And and we've been we've been harping on the offense pretty good, but let's give some credit to Vic Fangio's defense in this game. I mean, I mean, obviously there's no depth across the board, and you've got guys, you know, you got guys out there that shouldn't be out there. You know, Jacoby Glenn certainly comes to mind there, but. They're, they only run to 17 points, and they shut them out through three quarters of this game. I mean, this was a good defensive performance for three quarters, and then the offense kept going three and out, and the defense was out there for, you know, these long drives against the Jaguars and still only gave up two touchdowns and a field goal in this game. I mean, that's... Definitely definitely that's, not the defense's fault today. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. Definitely and, not. And, 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 you know, and most of the time it hasn't really been their fault. It's this offense, it's this... You know, offense that that's just never been utilized properly, like with the Howard thing and not giving him the ball more. And you know, it's just it's it's always been them not utilizing the offense more. And now it's you know with Jay Cutler out of the mix and Hoyer in there, it's it's just we just really don't have a chance to win. And it's it's sad because I want to go back to I just feel like you know Cutler's going to be gone, and when he is. It's going to be the same thing. We're going to be we're going to be wishing he was back because when when he came in and we finally had a quarterback, you know, making plays that these elite quarterbacks make, you know, you know, in with nothing, with with no one, with no help, with crazy broken down pockets. Do we forget how many times this guy got sacked a few years ago? You know, uh, what was it? He led the league in, in sacks like three or three years ago or so. I mean, this guy is a tough, tough kid. And I don't know. I just felt, I feel like he's never gotten fair treatment in Chicago. And what do you you know? What are you going to replace him with? Too. You got to look at that. Who's going to come in here? A rookie. You're going to replace him with yeah, a rookie. And we're so we, we're starting really starting all over. That's really rebuilding when you talk about rebuilding. But when you have Jay Cutler, you're not rebuilding. There is no rebuilding in the NFL. You, you just didn't put pieces around him to protect him, and, and you let him get beat up. And uh, you know, a game and a half. You basically are saying, hey, maybe it's Hoyer's job to lose. I mean, a game and a half. 
yeah, game and a half, you know? A game and a half, a guy gets hurt, and now all of a sudden, I mean, how does a guy like Jake Cutler got to feel in that locker room? Like, mentally, he's probably got to be one of the toughest guys I know. To, to, it's laughable. Like, Coyle it couldn't a... make it in Cleveland. He's going to come over and be our savior? I mean, <laughs> well, let me ask you, you know, this, Joe. Could it be something else? I mean, that's the only thing because here's the offensive coordinator sending you a quote. This guy is the toughest guy I've ever coached in my 12 years. The GM comes out before the draft or after the draft. I can't remember which, but it's a direct quote. We're building around Jay Cutler. One game and a half. You then come back as the head coach and say, well, he was injured against the Texans. He tried to tough it out. He's injured. And then you open the freaking the dam and say, it's Brian Hoyer's job to lose. And what I think it's a diversion. It's a diversion. What league is that? What league in what world and what reality is that? The 300 yards. It's a diversion for, for there's a coach that's not doing his job. And, you know, you you can't have another horrible season. And then basically it's next year you're on the hot seat. If you know, that's if this the case, guy is creating Joe. a diversion. He probably wants to run Cutler out of town so he can say, oh, next year he's starting with a new quarterback to give him a little, buys him more time. Not exactly that's what all. I thought. But if that's right. the case, isn't it on your general manager to step in and say, I'm sorry, the quarterback position is more valuable than some fraud standing out right. in front of you today and saying, well, we didn't turn over the ball. What? That's your quote? <laughs> That's your quote. You you gave away a game you should have won. If you're not exactly. pissed off and say, it's my fault today that we lost. Exactly. I, I'm that culprit. We dominated this game. We, we all got to look in the mirror. That's what winning coaches do. I thought this guy was a winner. This is fireable, in my opinion. I thought he was a so winner, too. I thought he was the answer seven, coming in here. Done. I thought he was the answer coming in here when I was frustrated with this Bears defense not being able to stop everybody, you know, after the, you know, Earl Acker retirement and all of a sudden, you know, the Tillman going away. I'm like, okay, this is this, this, this big Bears defense is what we pride ourselves on. You know, it was frustrating watching teams run all over us. So, you know, thinking Fox is going to come here in here and, and, and really fix that. That was, you know, that's what I wanted. I figured offensively with Cutler and some weapons and, a, you know, a, de- a decent, decent coaching staff that we would put points on the board if we could just stop somebody. But, uh, you know, I, I just think that this locker room and this coaching staff, this, this team is just a mess. But um, I'm going to, I want to let you guys go and I'm going to keep listening, but. Uh, well, Joe, we appreciate you calling in. Absolutely. Intel- intelligent caller, bringing the fire and passion. Appreciate two Joes in a row, Lauren. That would be a good luck with Joe. So uh, we better hire again next week, Joe. Freaking hire a Joe to coach the team. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. All right, Thank Joe. You. So I don't know, Phil. What do you What do you think? Realistically, is is there a point in this season where John Fox would get fired? I mean, if they're one and seven at the bye week, does it does it happen? I mean, at what point, if you're Ryan Pace, do you have to look at this and say, okay, I have to do something here because we're all going to go down if we finish, you know, like if, if we finish one at 15, we're all going down. I mean, I don't know. Is, is, is that something that, that has to enter his mind at some point or does, does he kind of have this, this under the table thing with, you know, Phillips and McCaskey that, okay, well, 
you guys get three years or whatever to to get it done and kind of no matter how it gets we'll give you that third year i don't think you could fire pace i I know you're not. I I know you're not asking that. So, I honestly don't. I think you've gotten worse. So, here's two years into it. I think you go one and seven on a national stage of embarrassment against your rival, Green Bay Packers, and then come back against a very tough, physical Minnesota Vikings team and and lose there again. I think you have the case to get rid of this staff moving forward and ultimately that's going to be the story that I'm watching because you know I I was thinking of when I was with Joe and I forgot my point but coming into this game I was just not really concerned worried upset about what was going to happen because I kind of knew that this was going to happen today Lauren I really felt like Today I woke up and felt like, and I'm no psychic, but I just felt like they were going to be in a game that they were going to win, but give it away. And ultimately that transpired. And the most disappointing story of it all is you giving me John Fox's quotes, because I'm not privy to that because I'm hauled up in my house and, and locked in a nice sound area. So I don't get to see what transpires after the games, but that's just pathetic to every Bears fan that sacrifices money. I will not purchase or pay a dime for this football team. I I just honestly won't. I apologize to those people that wanted me to come to the Giants game, but I just can't sacrifice my family's needs to support this coaching staff and this team. It's that bad for me. This loss was a cherry on top pathetic to sell anything other than who you need to help you win, I think is a lie. And anytime you're dealing with lying and fraudulent behavior, people trying to save jobs, it's going to combust. The house of cards will fall. And I think if you're going to be proactive, and Brian Pace has to let go of this guy. There doesn't seem to be, I mean, unless some miracle turns around, which at this point there's no, there's no, reason to believe that I mean there just doesn't seem to be any other option I mean I it's it so much of this goes on the coaching staff and if you if you're Ryan Pace it was I, I said this earlier in the show if if you're seeing the writing on the wall with your quarterback situation you're gonna have a new quarterback next year you're gonna want to draft a guy because obviously you want a younger player quarterback anyway you can't look at this coaching staff and say this is what I this is who I want to to develop Deshaun Watson or Kaiser or Chad Kelly or whoever whoever you end up looking at, whoever you want to be your quarterback of the future, and you know that the coaching staff that drafts him is going to get time to coach him. So you can't look at this at this staff, this offense, and say, okay, yeah, this is this is the staff that I I think will be best for my you know you Ryan Page will make or break his career on the decision he makes for his next quarterback. And part of what happens with that next quarterback is what happens with the coaching staff with that quarterback, and I I don't I wouldn't let this coaching staff anywhere near my next quarterback. Yeah, I agree with you. I, honestly, Lauren, I just you know I don't see great things in these quarterbacks. My guy obviously has a little mental case about him. Is Kelly? I think he's the best NFL quarterback. You know. 
that's in the college game. I just, are you going to draft that? Are you going to draft a guy like Kaiser throwing interceptions in the red? When are you going to get better? When are you going to get better? And when are you going to look at the situation? You got three years left on Cutler's deal. You need to get a defense. You get Fangio. You keep him here. Maybe hire him as the head coach. And you get an offensive coordinator that recognizes the downfield passing game that the New Orleans Saints, that the New York Giants, that these teams to get go to their playmakers down the field in critical moments. This this was a run and shoot offense for three weeks, four weeks now. How many weeks? It's been so ridiculously feeding the stat scouts information that's why you don't win with stats and yards you win with touchdowns and i'll quote alshon jeffrey we gotta score touchdowns that's it touchdowns wins games you see what three points gets us that's a winner that's the reality of what's going on in that locker room lauren and that sounds like a guy that's not gonna be chicago bear in 2017 you know, you mentioned you mentioned Vic Fangio as a potential head coach, and we've only got three minutes left on the air here, so we're, we're going to have to wrap it up. But I, I would I would think that if you fire John Fox, Vic Fangio becomes your interim head coach, and you probably fire Dowell Loggins in the same move and promote a guy like Curtis Johnson or something to take over as the offensive coordinator. But just real quick, looking looking even farther ahead, if you wanted to find a head coach that would keep uh, Vic Fangio around, it would be interesting to find somebody, and I, I don't have a name off the top of my head, but be interesting to get Greg Roman as the offensive coordinator to keep Vic Fangio as the defensive coordinator and kind of rebuild that San Francisco 49ers coaching staff back when Jim Harbaugh was running the show. Because uh, if I recall correctly, that was that was a pretty mm. darn good staff, don't you think? <laughs> yeah, you think we could get Harbaugh in Chicago? Ah, he's I not know, leaving Michigan. He's I not know this there. is his dream job, and he wants to win a Super Bowl. That was a quote from someone very close to Jim Harbaugh. Dream job. Chicago Bears, what better than to take them out of this fiery mess of a situation? We thought we left the Mark Tressman era. It seems like we are back and looking up. And if you think celebration for top 10 picks are fun, look no further than a team that topped it, uh, drafted 11 times in the top 10. And that would be the Jacksonville Jaguars today. A lot of good that's helped them. It's time, folks. Sorry. Jay Cutler's your quarterback next year. That's how you win. You draft guys to learn and and supersede him at some point. But you need to get an offensive coordinator and a head coach that are going to stand by their man in every case possible. Interceptions, fumbles, that stuff happens. Did it cost the Jags today? Did they lose with giving up three turnover, two turnover, whatever it was? No. Part of the game, teams win games, quarterbacks win championships with defenses, and Jay has never had the opportunity to have a good offensive line or an average defense with him. And that's the reality. And that's going to have to do it for us here at Bears Hour Live. We want to thank everyone for listening, and big thanks to the two Joes and AJ for calling in. Hopefully, uh, You'll join us next week after uh, after whatever happens on the field Thursday night in Green Bay. I can't imagine it's going to be pretty, but we'll be here to break oh, it all down. So uh, from Phil Atoshin and Lauren Cox, this has been Bears Hour Live.